Hey there, I'm Adam Demetrician, the lead pastor at Pathways Church in Appleton, Wisconsin. And this is our podcast. I hope this message inspires you, feeds your faith, and ultimately leads you into a growing relationship with Jesus. So when grain is fully sprouted, at its peak condition, when it's ready for gathering, it approaches the color white. Everybody say white. So a ripe harvest field looks like a sea of white. The point being that when Jesus referenced that the harvest field is white, he means that it's ready to be harvested. And the point being that Jesus wanted you and me, his followers, and if you're not a follower here today of Jesus, we're so glad that you're with us at Pathways Church, but we who are disciples, followers of Jesus, Jesus wanted his disciples to understand both the urgency and the immediate opportunity of the mission. So the question then becomes, what's the mission of Jesus Christ for every follower? Well, the mission is this simple. Are you ready? Here's the mission. To go into the harvest fields and to make more followers. That's the mission of Jesus, to go into the harvest field and make more followers. Jesus never called us as followers to make more good people. Why? Because good doesn't get you to heaven. Jesus never called us as followers to make more intellectual people. Why? Because faith starts where reason stops. Jesus never called us to make more political people because his kingdom is so much bigger and eternal than the politics of our day and age. So Jesus calls us to make disciples. And here's the thing about that mission. That mission isn't optional for us. If you're a Christian, if you're a Jesus follower, that mission isn't optional. It's a command. It's not my command. It's not the command of pathways. It's the command of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I want to read for you out of Matthew chapter 18. These verses are called the Great Commission. The Great Commission. Matthew chapter 28, listen to the words of Jesus. He says it this way. Therefore, go, go, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, what we just did earlier with Jake, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. This is what we call discipleship, baptizing people and teaching people everything to do everything that Jesus has commanded us to do. Now, What's a disciple? Well, if you're taking notes, you want to jot this down. A disciple is this. A disciple is someone who knows and follows Jesus in order to become like him. Now, this weekend, obviously, is missions weekend, so I can't do a deep dive on discipleship. But because we're so passionate about discipleship here at Pathways Church, I prepared a resource for you. It's an 18-minute video with a supplemental handout that you can print off, fill out, and here's what the video is about. It's to equip you to be a disciple maker because that's not a pastor's job. That's, that's not just a, a priest's job or a church. This is all of our role and responsibility. Jesus says, therefore go, every one of you, and make disciples. You are a disciple maker. That's why parents, when you were at our apologetics conference this weekend with your kids, you were discipling them. When you sit around the table and you read a portion of scripture or you say a prayer before a meal, you're discipling your teenagers. 
You're discipling, you're discipling, you're discipling. We had a, a parent baptize their child last service. That's a form of discipling when you're modeling and you're living out the ways of Jesus. Not perfectly, but as an example, a role model, what you're saying in essence to your family, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. And all of us have the responsibility of being disciple makers. So that video, you can go to pathwayschurch.us forward slash disciple. And uh, you can print that off and continue to grow in your disciple making ability. It's a model that I use when I disciple somebody one-on-one. And I think it would serve you well. But here's what I want to do on this, on this missions weekend. I, I want to share with you... Uh, the reason that I even talked about the Great Commission and I read those passages, those verses out of Matthew 28 is because uh, it's pretty logical. You can't disciple somebody who you haven't reached. In other words, if there's no one to disciple, then there's nobody to disciple, right? You have to first reach somebody with the love of Jesus Christ and you need to be a part of their lives such that they see your life and they'd say, there's something different about you. And you say, you know, because my life is built on a firm foundation, what we sung about earlier. He's not gonna fail me. And because he hasn't failed me, I'd love to share, I'd love to show you who Jesus is. This is called evangelism. This is called evangelism. Now, here's what I need you to know when you go out and you evangelize and you share the love of Jesus Christ, you don't do this alone, my friends. Jesus gives us a promise. He says, I'm going to give you a gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit who goes with you everywhere to get the gospel out, to get the love, the message of Jesus Christ into our world, to get it out. And these are the words of Jesus in Acts chapter one. This is post-resurrection. This is after the disciples, 120 were praying. Jesus made this promise. Listen to his words in Acts chapter one, verse eight. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my what? Say that word. You'll be my witness. You'll bear witness to who? You'll bear witness to Jesus, where? In Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the world, to the ends of the earth. These are uh, locations, locales. In, 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 in context, it would be in concentric circles, okay? So Jerusalem, if you look at Acts chapter two, is where the church was started. Not by a bishop, not by a priest, but by the power of the Holy Spirit when he came and he fell on those 120 and 3,000 came after they listened to the first gospel message by Peter. The church started in Jerusalem and then it spread to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth with no Twitter, no Uber, no, 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 no Netflix. Like what? When the disciples heard that, we're going to take this to Samaria? You mean those people? What, the Samaritans? We're taking the gospel there? Yep. We're going to take it to the ends of the earth? Yep. That's how powerful the Holy Spirit is who lives inside of your heart. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Woo! Dwells in you. To be what? To be his witness to be his witness. Now, I don't know if you know this, but uh, our evangelism strategy here at Pathways Church centers on this very verse, Acts chapter 1, 8. When we think about missions, now we don't say uh, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. You know what we say? We say here, there, everywhere. We, we took that from Dr. Seuss. We thought that would be really good. Okay. You know, we, we, like, 
Judea. Where's Judea? So we just say here, there, everywhere. So here's what I wanna do with the time that remains. I wanna highlight, I wanna celebrate, and hopefully inspire you to be a part of the mission, to go, go, to go, go, go. Uh, the cultural phrase these days, and I don't do this really well, but you're gonna help me do it. Do you know the cultural phrase when they say, let's go? Do you know what I'm talking about? I think they, somebody was coaching me after service. They said, you were saying it wrong. I said, oh, it was one of our elders. I said, okay, thank you. Um, he said, you have to, you have to emphasize, let, let's go, okay? Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, so how about you do that with me because you're gonna do it better than I do it, okay? And then I'm gonna do this throughout the, the message today. So this, this will kind of stick in your mind, okay? This is, okay, so one, two, three. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. You were really good at it because you hold the go. Let's go, let's go, okay. All right, so what we're gonna do uh, that's kind of the title of my message. Let's go! You do it again. Let's go! You guys are better than first service. That's awesome. Okay. Um, so what I want to do is I want to talk about everywhere, and then I want to talk about there, and then I want to talk about here, and then I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you and equip you with a brand new initiative, something called Taking It to the Streets, and I am so passionate about this. I can't wait to get to the end of service for which some of you are right now thinking, me neither. I'm, I really don't like your speaking. Okay, well, that's fine. A lot of great churches. Anyways, um, so everywhere, everywhere. This is what we do when we take the gospel everywhere here at Pathways Church, and you're a part of this. We have four global partners, one of which is Compassion International. You're gonna hear about that later on in service. But if you want to help alleviate poverty for children, if you're passionate about that, you know, my family, Laura, drives this. This is a child that we sponsor, Clarice. And so you can stop out in the lobby today, talk to Angie, and you can learn how to sponsor somebody. And if you're part of a family or uh, you, you have a girlfriend or whatever, this is a great way for you to engage. You can write letters and correspond and be a part of that mission. But the partner that I want to highlight specifically and I want to celebrate is our partner in Moldova. Now, Moldova is in Eastern uh, Europe. It's uh, nestled between Romania and Ukraine, okay? Small little country, very poor. Uh, obviously, Russia wants to gobble up that landmass so that they have access. And so, anyways, Moldova is an impoverished place. It's uh, very tough. The people don't have a lot of hope and a lot of healing. And so, Therefore, we have in-country missionaries uh, named Troy and Heidi Darren. Now, last year in 2022, we were scheduled to go over there on a mission trip, but because uh, Russia, you know that guy Putin, he like launched a full-scale war, and so we were told and advised that that wouldn't be a, a very wise move on our part. So Back in 2020, uh, the Darrens uh, had a vision to plant 20 churches in 2020. It was a 2020 vision. And so God was so favorable. And they launched and built these 20 churches from support around our nation. And when we were supposed to go in 2022, we heard about this vision in 2020 because the Darrens had said, we want to do another 20 churches in 2022. And so we said as a missions team, let's go. And we couldn't go, but what we did do, we went with our finances. You went with your finances. Because of your obedience, we were able to send $10,000 over there in addition to about $7,000 we had done a couple years earlier. And here are some pictures of the church that you bought the land, 
You bought the goods, the supplies, the construction. All of this is taking place right now in a city called Quarantini, and it is beginning to thrive. Uh, Troy talked to the pastor just this past week, and when the weather warms up, they have some finishing touches to do on the inside of the building, and then they're gonna be in weekly rotation of worship services and ministry activity, and more people are gonna hear the good news of Jesus Christ, get baptized, come to faith, and grow in Moldova. Amen? Woo! 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 Somebody say, let's go! Hmm, I love this church. All right. So that's what's going on in Moldova. And oh, by the way, aren't you glad that Vladimir Putin or any other rogue leader can't stop the gospel and the message of Jesus Christ? Where evil abounds and sin abounds, grace abounds that much more. And the gospel goes out and touches lives and changes people. And it's so exciting to be a part of a church that wants to see that kind of kingdom impact. So, uh, and oh, by the way, <laughs> while that was happening in Ukraine, you were a part of giving to Ukraine. Uh, we gave through Samaritan's Purse and then we prayed. We prayed as a congregation. We prayed on Wednesday nights. We had a specific prayer time. We prayed on Sunday in our services. And we need to continue to pray that God would uh, bring peace and a peaceful resolution uh, because uh, people are suffering and that's not a part of God's plan for their lives. So that's everywhere. Now I want to talk about there. Everybody say there. There is, if you remember to Acts 1-8 again, uh, it's in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. So this would be the Judea and Samaria. There for us is in our nation, in the United States of America. And we're passionate about our country. In fact, when uh, Florida was inflicted with Hurricane Ian, we had a team of individuals, I think we have a picture of them, a team of individuals that went down and was a part of the cleanup and the wreckage there. There's John, and then there's Amy, and then the closest to me is Tim, Tim, our team lead. And when they came back, it was really hard to put into... Um, uh, it was hard for me to wrap my head around just how much devastation had taken place. And so Tim was trying to say it's like a, a 30 square mile uh, piece of land there that was just, it was devastated. And uh, loss of power, loss of water, people's houses just wrecked the insides, drywall, roof damage. I mean, it was disastrous. And so we partnered with uh, an organization called Reach Global. And I love their motto. One of their mottos is simply this, people over projects. That's a good motto, isn't it? People over projects. Because typically what we do is, especially as North Americans, we want to get in, roll up our sleeves, and we're running to do the project. And sometimes we overlook the people for who the project we're doing it for. And so because this is their motto, it allows team members like, like John and Amy and Tim to prioritize people, to be there for people. And so Amy uh, had a story about a gentleman named Tad. We have a picture of Tad. Here's uh, Amy. She's in the middle, arms around uh, uh, Tim there. And then Tad is to her right with the hat on. Tad was a homeowner whose house was devastated in Hurricane Ian. And these are the words, this is the story, the testimony of Amy. She said, when we arrived at Tad's house, he was sitting alone in the garage. You could, you could clearly tell that he was struggling. We opened with prayer, and then some of the other volunteers went inside the house to begin the drywall project. I asked Tad if there was anything that, that he would like 
help with before I went inside the house. And he simply said, yes, would you, could you just please just sit with me for a while? And because the motto is people over projects, Amy was like, yeah, sure, I'll sit with you in the garage. What Amy thought would be a few minutes turned into several hours. See, dad just began to pour out his heart about his life and the trauma of the hurricane. And then Amy said, we started talking about God. She said, I could see a small glimmer of hope as we were, I love how she phrases it, as we were God talking. Isn't that beautiful? They were God talking and hope started to fill the eyes of Tad. You know, the Bible says that the eyes are a window to the soul. When there's no hope, the eyes look dead. And as they were God talking, hope was beginning to fill in the heart of Tad. But here's what's so amazing to me. Uh, Amy writes this. She said, it was clear to me that not only did Tad need help rebuilding his house, but he needed God to rebuild his heart and give him true hope again. And then Amy wrote this, and you know what? I now realize that God wanted to do the same for my heart. If you know Amy's story, Amy right now is going through a very difficult time in her life. But unlike some of us, including myself, she's not using her difficult time as an excuse, as a paper wall, not to engage in going out and reaching people the love of Jesus Christ. Because she's passionate about people hearing the heart and the love of Jesus. And I don't know if you know this, but if you've never engaged in missions, if you've never went out, whether it's here, there, or everywhere, something always happens. And it's this, it's the unexpected blessing of being obedient to Jesus. You think you're going to do something and God just blindsides you and he does, he brings a blessing that you never even knew was coming your way. That's exactly what happened to Amy. God is rebuilding her heart with hope. And I want you to be a part of this mission. I want you to, let's go. I want that for us. Now, here's what's amazing. After first service, I was uh, telling this story and somebody who was online had uh, reached out uh, and they said to me, they texted me and they said, hey, uh, oh, by the way, we're gonna be in Cape Coral. Can you get Tad's information? We'll stop by and check in on him. That's the kind of church you're a part of, friends. That's the kind of church that we're a part of. We're so a part of the mission that we're willing to reroute some of our vacation time and make sure hurting people have hope and feel the love of Jesus Christ. That's what this is about. That's what the mission of Jesus is about. Okay, now let's talk about here. Let's talk about here. Here, here we are the weakest and the strongest when it comes to the expression of going out right here in the valley, okay? You're like, what do you mean by that, Adam? How could you be weak and strong? Well, I'll tell you. So here's where we're strong. Uh, many of you know we do an annual outreach called Project Feed More. This year, we're gonna do about 125,000 meals that we'll package right here in the auditorium. Love for you to be a part of that. Sign up on our mobile app. Talk to Jeff and Lori out in the lobby. In the lobby today, there's whole opportunities for you to engage, to talk with people, grab a cookie. It has our little missions weekend logo. It's really good. They're not cheap cookies. We got them from Manderfield, so eat them. I'm just saying, I never wanna be that church that does people cheap. I hate that. Um, so... Anyways, uh, yeah, really good. I had a kid walk up to me like, these cookies are great. He had crumbs all over his like, Awesome, okay. So um, 
So here's where we're strong. Project Feed More, we've done for seven years. Listen to this, gang. We've almost done a half a million meals since we started that. That, though, woo, those, those, those go to local distribution centers, whether it's Salvation Army or Pillars or Freedom Food Center Pantry right here in the valley. They go uh, there, they go in our nation, and then we also send some of those meals overseas. And so if you want to be a part of that outreach, it's a great family serve. Make sure you sign up for that and participate. We're strong there. Obviously, we're strong there. We're strong in a new initiative called uh, Second Saturday. Second Saturday is uh, it's a it's an idea. It's a new initiative that we've done this year. It happens on the second Saturday of the month. Which, by the way, that was my idea. So if you ever need a branding specialist, I'm really good at that. Okay, you know Second Saturday. What is that? Well, you know it's missions we do on Second Saturday. You know, really cool. Um, but. We uh, did something back in November where we were part of uh, serving our partner, Damascus Road. We made blankets uh, for the entire year for them as they're rescuing uh, women who were caught up in trafficking. And so we were a blessing to them. And then back in January, we went to uh, Feeding America. So far to date, in those two uh, Saturday serves, we have had almost over 200 volunteers, you, who've been part of the mission in serving. And so in March, we're going to Jake's Closet. Jake's Closet is in Nina Scott and Darian will be out in the lobby. You can talk to them afterwards, but phenomenal stuff. You'll want to sign up online and be a part of the mission there. All right, so that's where we're strong. You know where we're weak? Here's where we're weak. Can I be candid with you? We're weak. We're weak when it comes to our weekend services. And we, I think we, we I have not done a good job in lifting up the vision of one of the purposes of our weekend worship. And that purpose is this, this every single weekend at 8.30 and 10 a.m., whether you're online or you're in person, every weekend is a golden opportunity for somebody who doesn't know Jesus Christ to come and to be a part of this community. It's not by accident that we give a opportunity for a decision for somebody to follow Jesus Christ at the end of every service. I don't do that because I learned that in seminary. I do that because People are lost and they're dying. And if they don't know Jesus Christ, they're gonna to go to hell. And it's our job to go out and to share the message of Jesus Christ. It just is. Friends, we, we can't, I can't do this alone. We need your help. He said, well, how do you know that we're not really good at that? Well, you know why? Because a lot of the promotional content is left on the chairs. A lot of what we post and we put out on social media is not shared. And so my prayer and my desire is that we begin to grow and to build this invitational culture because I want to have an impact here. I want to see more people come to Jesus Christ through our church. And I want you to be a part of that. You're like, Adam, well, what do I do with this? I'm so nervous. I don't know what to say. You know what you do? When you go out to lunch this week or when you go out with your family, just leave a tip and put John 3.16 in this card inside. You don't even have to say a word. If some of you are gabbers and you're extroverts and you love to talk, great, hand them out. I don't just, hand them out, talk to people. Hey, come to church. Now, here's what we're not trying to do. Everybody look up here. We're not trying to, to invite all your friends and family members who go to other churches. I'm not interested in trying to pull people from other churches. I'm interested in people who are not a part of faith and not a part of a church and not a part of a community and don't know the love and the hope of Jesus Christ through average normal people like you and me. I'm not trying to shift troops. If they're at another great church in the valley, praise God, be there, stay there. Well, you know, I'm not sure I like that church anymore. You know, your church is on. Hey, da, 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 da. 
You talk to your pastor about that. Because here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna bring all your baggage right here and we're just gonna try to fix all that until you leave in three years. I'm just being real. I know it's the 10 o'clock. I'm just being honest. Now, if you're here today and you're like, well, actually, I came from another church today. <laughs> it's okay. We love you. <laughs> we love you. We love you. We get it. We get it. I get it. I get it. You're shopping. I understand. But can I, can I pastor you? Just be honest about your baggage. Why did you leave? Why did you leave? Because for the very reason that you left, that'll probably repeat here unless you get some healing and figure out why you're really here. Your, your problems have a way of following you, okay? Does that make sense? All right. So, so I, I want to see, uh, this place should be packed every Sunday. I, I'm, and I'm not saying that because, well, I am biased, but when I look across our church and I think about the community that we have, I think about your small group with women right now. That's just, there's community there. I think about serving teams. I think about our tech team. I think about, I think about families. I think about strategic events like the women's if gathering or women who are praying on Friday morning. I think about, I think about the community. I think about, you know, ax throwing for men. Isn't it gonna be awesome? We're gonna go throw axes together. Like, I think about, I think, I'm not even mentioning the, the praise and worship that we have on Sundays. Not about a performance, about the very presence of the Holy Spirit to touch hearts, to have an encounter and experience. Then, then when we talk about strong biblical teaching where we open God's word and we dive deep, man, next weekend, these should be all over the valley. We're talking about giant faith. This series, I cannot wait. I'm so excited about next week. I already have my message done for next week. That's how excited I am. I kid you not. We're gonna take four weeks and we're gonna be looking in the life of Abraham to have giant faith. But let's fill this place up so we can have a kingdom impact and reach more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? All right. You know, Jesus declared, he said, I am the light of the world, John 8, 12, right? Then he said this, in the same way, Matthew 5, 16, he said, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You know what Jesus is saying? Let's go! That's my paraphrase. Let's go and shine. Let's make our world brighter and let's make it better because of Jesus. So how are we gonna do that? We're gonna do that with a brand new initiative. I'm so excited about this. Mm. We're doing a brand new initiative today. It's called Taking It to the Streets. Taking It to the Streets. Remember the old song by the Doobie Brothers? Taking it to the streets. Do, 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 do. I wanted to do that song, but Nathan didn't wanna do it. So he won. But you could just think about it that way, okay? We are taking it to the streets. In this envelope, uh, we have prepared 150 envelopes per service. And in this envelope, there's $20. We want you to take $20 and we want you to be a blessing to somebody in the valley. If you talk about Jesus, great. If it's anonymous, great. If, you, if it's a friend, great. If it's somebody you don't know, great. I just, we just want to empower and equip and challenge you to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We want to help you let your light shine. 
on, on your seat, there's a car that says taking it to the streets. There's some examples of what you can do. You can honor a military veteran and take them out and buy them a cup of coffee. You can, for a neighbor, you can do that. You can go to uh, Renaissance, uh, Rennes. You can go to uh, an assisted living facility and bless somebody. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna call Ferber Elementary this week and I'm going to find a kid whose lunch account is on a negative balance and I wanna bless them. Right? I'm so excited about that. That little boy or girl doesn't need to know me. I don't really care about that. I just, I just want them to know that there's a church out there that cares about them. There's a God out there that he's real and God shows himself through people like you and me. Oh. Now, on this little thing, there's a QR code and gives them a little information about our church, but the goal is just to be a blessing. The goal is just to be a blessing. So after service, I want you to come and I want you to grab it. We need to get all of these off the stage, Okay. So now, don't go and collect 16 of them, okay? <laughs> don't be trying to pay your light bill or something like that. Jesus knows, like, oh, pastor told me to be the light. I got the wee energies. Here you go, bro. <laughs> don't play that game. God knows, okay? <laughs> but I'm saying you can be a blessing. So, uh, but seriously, I don't want any of these envelopes up here. My heart will be heavy if, if we have extra envelopes. I don't want our business administrator to tell me we have extra envelopes take them. Let's move it. Okay. Let's do that together. Now, can I close with a story and then we'll be done. I'm going to try not to get emotional in this story. I did really well for a service, but this story so impacted me. I've never heard a story like this for me that hit me in 22 years of working at a couple different churches. So two weeks ago on a Thursday, I was out to coffee with a congregant. His name's Greg. We had a cup of coffee together and then he we were done, he darted for the door, and I was at McD's, and so I went up to the barista there at the McCafe, um, some of the freshest coffee in the valley, and um, I, <laughs> I got a refill, because you can get a refill, you drink all the coffee you want there, it's great. And um, so I got a refill, and I was kind of looking grubby that day because I had to do some setup for the marriage night. How many of you were part of the marriage night? Her, it was phenomenal. And so I was up there and I had a Mizzou sweatshirt on, and this gentleman said to me, he said, hey, are you Pastor Adam? University of Missouri is where our oldest goes to school. And I said, yeah. He said, well, hey, I just want to thank you for uh, the church leading uh, pathways. We, we love the church. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. I said, well, that's so cool. I said, uh, how long have you been part of the church? And he said, well, we, uh, our first service was back in July when those three individuals shared their story about being rescued from alcoholism. See, I was recently out of the program at Nova and I was battling substance abuse and alcoholism and I stumbled upon Pathways Church and, um, and I said, oh yeah, with the guy with the tattoos, uh, uh, Jeremy and, and Nathan and Heidi. He's like, yeah, that service. I sensed hope for the first time. I thought, man. He said, what you need to understand, Adam, is uh, I was uh, separated from my wife at that time. And... I was just trying to put my life back together and Pathways is a part of my healing. He said, I've been seven months sober. He said, I'm there every week. I'm, 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 I'm with you guys every week. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I kind of know a lot of people at our church. I make it my business to know you. So I Facebook stalk you. I look at all Instagram. I'm always, my eyes are always on you. <laughs> I'm not creepy. I'm socially awkward, but I'm not creepy. So, so I'm at, you know, I'm trying to get this, uh, this refill, right? And um, he starts pouring out his heart. 
And I get a little emotional because immediately, you know, how many of you know that when you hear somebody else's story, you wish you could have that story for somebody else? I wish that I could have been my brother's story. So I'm like, I said, you kind of know my brother. And he's like, yeah, I do. And so Sean, uh, Shane tells me, uh, I said, Shane, I said, um, we get names. I said, uh, so I said, Shane, um, do you have any children? He said, yeah, my wife and I, we have two teenagers, 15 and 17. And then um, he said, God put our family back together. We're together. And he said, um, oh man. I said to him, now I got this lump in my throat and I could feel it right there, right? And I'm like, God did a miracle. And he looks at me and he's like, God did a miracle. And I'm like, Shane, God did a miracle. And he's looking at me and Shane's like, God did a miracle. The Uber Eats guy's looking at us like, what are these two guys looking at each other talking about? Like, we're doing miracles. It's like, this is awkward. I'm like, God did a miracle. He's like, God did a miracle. And then he said something to me and it caught me totally off guard. He said, uh, sometime I should come to the church. And I was like, I was like, what? But I didn't do that. God was so gracious to me. He caught me from being weird. And so I just was like, like he like gave me a little nugget. And I was like, oh, you're part of our online campus. And he's like, yeah, we watch every week. We've never been to the church, but we watch every week. Lives in Winnicott. And I was like, I was like, you don't need to come to the church. You're already part of our church family. You're just our online church family. And I walked out of there and I thought to myself, I've never been so committed to the 300 households that are watching live every weekend. You're a part of our church family. You matter. You're part of this. You're part. We love you. We love you. We don't know what state you're in. We don't know. We we don't know, but we, we love you and you are valuable and you're part of what God is doing here. Let's go. Take it out. Whether it's Denver, whether it's whether it's Harrisburg, whether it's Philadelphia, whether it's Tampa. I don't know where it is. I don't know who you are, but you matter to God and you're part of the mission. So anyways, I, um, <laughs> I got done with that conversation and it just blew my mind. And I was texting Shane last night and I said, hey, I got a special message for you and Beth. So here's my special message. What about Shane and Beth? You and your family, the first time you come to Pathways, how about you come on Easter because we're gonna do baptisms on Easter and we would love to baptize you. Let's. Let's go. Friends, who's your Shane? Who's your Beth? Maybe we're just a little too cold and a little too apathetic. Maybe we've forgotten the power of our church family and community, the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Friends, this is life and death. This is eternal. We don't come here just to kind of get God goosebumps and then go get drained. We come here to get filled up with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit so we can make an impact in our world. Like, that's what we're called to. 
So if you bow your heads with me, maybe today you're a Shane. Maybe you're a Beth, I don't know. And today you want to put your faith in Jesus Christ. You're watching online today and you're hurting and you have no hope. I'm here today to tell you that Jesus Christ came for you. The greatest mission on the face of the planet was when Jesus stepped out of heaven and came to earth to become one of us and to die for our sins. And so your sins are forgiven. When you repent, confess, and by faith receive him. If that's you today and you wanna make that decision, you're watching online, how about you just type in, tell somebody I'm giving my life to Jesus Christ. If you're in the room today and you wanna make that decision, would you just lift up your hand on three, one, two, three, I wanna acknowledge you, and then you put it down all the way in the back, you can put it down. Yep, all the way in the back, over to my right and your left. Who else? Yep. Anybody else? Yes, precious one, I see you. Okay, let's pray this out loud together as a church family. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me, for sending Jesus to die for me. I love you, Jesus. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my life and change me. In Jesus' name. Everyone who agree this prayer, shout it. Amen, amen. Can we celebrate those individuals today? Can we celebrate, can we celebrate? Awesome, awesome, awesome.